Welcome to the official catch-up. Today I've got Fraser Neve off Dunbar United. How are you doing, Fraser? Yeah, really good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, good. Uh, nice sunny day again. Uh, can't go outside, so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to my run a wee bit later. How are you keeping me? Yeah, good, good. Quite in the same situation as everybody else, I suppose. Um, staying in the house as much as possible, but leaving for, for a lot of exercise and stuff here and there. So um, I just try to keep, keep the mind busy. Um, obviously not working at the moment. It's, it's the best we can do. All my family and stuff are safe and I'm hoping everybody else is uh, keeping indoors and doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been it's been tougher, I think, uh, as the weeks go on and obviously, well, we've got another three weeks extended, but it'll probably be even longer than that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely tough to, to keep yourself going, but as long as people are, you know, their headspace is great and they're hopefully getting out and exercising, I think we should be all right. And that's it. I think uh, I'm quite a positive person and it's just trying to stay as positive as you can each day and just look forward to, to the normality when it does eventually come round. Speaking to likes of yourself, mate, I keep saying it, but uh, you know, I'm, it's great. It's great. It's keeping me going because uh, I can't see my family at the moment. It's uh, Yeah, it's a pleasure to sort of get to know you guys a wee bit better and obviously I know yourself a, a wee bit through your, through your work and everything, but... Uh, I'm looking forward to the chat today. No, it's good. It's good. It's um, as you said earlier, I've, I've tuned into some of the, the boys' ones that you've done already, and it just keeps everybody busy. It's it's a bit different, and yeah, it just it gives you a wee insight into what guys and stuff are doing with their spare time, and it gets you talking to guys and keeping them busy while the football and stuff's not going on at the moment, I suppose. In terms of your career, Fraser, I believe you started off at uh, Roseburn Colts alongside the likes of Jordan Foster and Jamie Walker. <laughs> that was a while ago. Uh, Trying to cast my memory back, I must have been probably started at under sevens, under eights, under nines, under tens, under elevens with the guys like you say, Jimmy Walker, Jordan Foster. We had quite a good squad actually. Um, it was run by um, actually and my dad as well. They were quite close mates back then, so they got a team together, sort of junior boys club stuff. And then under twelves hit, which is the age group where pro youth initiative can start sort of getting involved with players and stuff like that to sign deals. I ended up going to Hibs, Jamie ended up going to Hearts, and Jordan ended up going to Hibs as well. So right away, that was three players that sort of left this young kids team. And unfortunately, it was sad to say, but they ended up folding. So yeah, from Roseburn, then went on to Hibs, um, was there until I was 16 or so. And it just didn't work out. Likewise, it does for a lot of boys. Um, Jordan and Jamie were the lucky two out of the three to go on and make decent careers out of it. What sort of happened after Hibs? Were you, were you in the, the wilderness a wee bit with football? I was. I, when I left Hibs, I got offered a, another couple of deals. Not so much full-time, but just sort of to go in and train with teams. But I was at the age where I was still at school. My parents were kind of trying to advise me to, to stick in at school, school, get my qualifications and stuff, and uh, just try and find a job. So I went into hairdressing, um, started that when I was about 17. And in the rules of hairdressing, you are pretty much prohibited to, to not get a Saturday off. <laughs> so I had to go sort of four or five years without kicking a ball at all. So it was a big mess. Um, I still kind of tried to keep into football, go along and watch some of my mates. Um, I've got quite a wide sort of friend group and a lot of my mates are playing at a high, sort of half decent level. So I managed to go along and watch them now and again with my dad. But it was tough. It was tough waking up on a Saturday, having to go to work. At that time, I was sort of an apprentice, so sweeping floors and all the rubbishy jobs. And I knew that my mates were out there playing football on a Saturday afternoon, which I missed. Um, so I, so it was, it was sort of five years without playing at all. So I was 
really, 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 really looking forward to, to getting back into it. And in terms of your hairdressing, how did you get into that, Fraser? Was it just a thing you just dropped into, or did you have a passion for it? Nah, it was pretty bizarre, to be honest. It's, it's always a good question that my clients and that friends and family always ask me, how did it come around? I just, I stayed on an next year at school, so I left at the end of fifth year, and a lot of so my schoolmates, they all left, and they were doing apprentice electrician, joining, plumbing. I mean, I used to catch up with them during the week or at the weekend. They used to tell me how much they, they despised the sort of apprentice duties and they weren't getting paid much money and stuff like that. And they were out in the cold and the damp and all that. And it just never, it just never really appealed to me, to be honest. So I, I spoke thoroughly through with my mum and dad and they were sort of going through what I could do. And then my mum pretty much turned around and said, you know what, when I was a youngster, I wanted to go into hairdressing. I think you'd be suited to it. You're quite creative. It's something completely different out of your comfort zone. Why do you not just go up, go up Edinburgh, go up the town, apply to all the big high street hairdressers, um, do a wee trial hopefully and take it for there. So that's sort of how it came around. Um, and I am here to tell the story. I've now been doing it for, what, 10 years, which is scary, showing my age. But um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I could never see myself doing anything else. It's, it's been quite funny, actually. I've, been, I've had my sister and her partner staying in the house. Uh, they were due to move into the, their new house a couple of weeks back, so the whole lockdown and stuff prevented them from doing that. And my sister's partner, he's a, he's a roofer, so he's had me out in the garden helping him doing stuff, and I'm just like, oh my God, I could never see myself doing this full-time, like, <laughs> getting the hands dirty and stuff. It's just, uh, it's, it's no for me. And the good thing is, I know, uh, I've seen a few boys' haircuts, I'll know, uh, call it the worst ones I've seen, but... Uh, You'll still be in business, I think, after all this, Fraser, because I don't think anyone's learned how to do a fade yet, anyway. Nah, nah, and you know what? Some of my mates keep on saying to me, oh, your job's easy, your job's easy. It's, it's no a graft, it's no this and it's no that. But I think at the end of this, they'll, uh, they'll soon realise that it's, ah, it's a bit of a talent, I think, because some of them have been sending me pictures and phoning me late at night. Oh, my girlfriend just cut my hair. How do I fix it? So, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be uh, pretty busy when I go back, I can imagine. Yeah, definitely, mate. And uh, just just on obviously your hairdressing, you I, I obviously saw that you were working with the Scottish Rugby National Team. Uh, how did how did that come about, Fraser? So going back to the first shop I sort of worked in, um, I done a couple of guys that played for Edinburgh Rugby here in the salon. Uh, one of them, a guy Matt Scott, used to consistently cut his hair. And then when I made the transition from going to hairdressing to the more barbering. I, sort of, I, I didn't really know how busy I was going to be and I never knew how many of my clients were going to follow me and being self-employed, you sort of need a decent client base. And so I, I sort of turned around to Matt and said to him, do you know what, you're in at Edinburgh, there's a big squad there, if, if you're able to help me out and get me as many as your teammates into the shop as possible, I'll, um, I'll sort you out with a couple of free haircuts here and there. So that's what he done before you knew it. Um, all these Edinburgh boys started coming in for a haircut which led to some of the Edinburgh boys then sort of getting called up to the, to the Scotland national team. So um, one word led to another, and before I knew it, uh, I got a message saying that if I fancied getting invited into the, to the team hotel and for doing a haircut the night before the Six Nations games and stuff like that. So it's brilliant. It's really, really good. And um, as you guys probably know with your social media and stuff like that, social media is massive these days. Yeah. And the rugby guys, are, they're, they're brilliant in the sense that, at the end of every night, um, before the Six Nations, they, they put up like a wee post on their Instagrams and their Twitters and stuff like that. And the amount of response and, and good positive feedback and new clients that I've made out of that has been, been fantastic. Brilliant, mate. 
I might, I, I might need to come down uh, once it's all over and get my hair cut. Like it's a, <laughs> a bit of a mess. Uh, uh. <laughs> so you're, so you're not one of the ones that have tried it yourself, then, no? No, 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 yet, mate. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I, I might, if I guess any. To be honest, if I guess any longer, phase, I might have to sort of. I take a bash at it, but we'll wait and see you. Well, you know where I am if you need a, a wee tutorial or a step-by-step way how to do it. <laughs> but no, you're welcome. You're welcome down to Edinburgh any time. I'm sure I'd look after you and get a good catch-up in the shop. Brian Fraser, Brian. And uh, kind of moving back into your career, obviously, I believe you were playing for uh, Bonnie Rig uh, at youth level here and there before you moved on to Selkirk in the Lone League. Yeah, so that was um, obviously going back to when I say that I sort of never played for five years or so. I had a couple of mates at Bonnerig, obviously living in Bonnerig. It was under 21 level, and they obviously had a lot of midweek games towards the end of the season one year. It was the South East Region uh, Premier Division. So I'm sure they had, off the top of my head, I'm sure it was maybe about what, 15, 16 games to fulfill in the space of a couple of months. So they were playing games Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. So, obviously, the Saturday games, with me working, I wasn't able to play. However, on the Monday and the Wednesday night, I was, I was lucky enough to, to try and finish work early and dash off to wherever they were playing and help them out. So, I wasn't there for that long, but I was still able to sort of get the boots on and get a kick around now and again with, with my mates, which um, I enjoyed doing. Yeah. yeah, and then moving on to Selkirk, you obviously were kind of... From what I gathered, uh, I think you knew Gary O'Connor quite well uh, from your time. Yeah, <laughs> I used to when I was at Hibs. Obviously, he was he was first team. He was playing every week, um, so I kind of I kind of knew of him. Also, had had a mate that played at Selkirk as well, who pretty much invited me along. Um, it was a guy Steve Forrest who was in charge at the time. Um, I managed to get a my belt with him, and then obviously he he left, and, and Gary O'Connor was a player at the time at Selkirk, and he ended up taking over at the end of that season. Um, so yeah, I was there for for a couple of years. It's just a shame looking back now that they're they're no longer existed as a club because they were a great wee club. I used to enjoy travelling down there with my family to watch me and stuff like that. And we had a good squad. We done relatively well with that first year that I was there. And then I can't really remember exactly what happened, but boys just sort of moved on. And when Gary left, obviously the contacts they attracting players and stuff sort of left as well. And then Ian Fergus came in. Yeah. who turned the, turned the club around again. He came in at a hard time. I think we were sitting sort of bottom of the league at the time and we needed to set an amount of wins or sort of stay up, which we, we managed to do. He was excellent, great coach. So, aye, so that was, that was the, sort of the time at Selkirk. Enjoyed it. It was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. And as, just to repeat our sentiments, I didn't really, you know, getting involved in the Lone League that season, I didn't really know a lot about Selkirk or even had the, the chance to go down to Yarrow Park. But obviously there's, there's people that were associated with that club you know, that they were really great people and it's just a shame what happened, really. It is, it is a shame. As you say, it's, it's, I find that with a lot of these small clubs, they've got people that do a lot of work behind the scenes. It sort of goes unnoticed. Do you know what I mean? As a player, you're sort of just, you're turning up to training or you're turning up to a game on a Saturday. You put your strip on, you put your boots on, you go out and you, sometimes you kind of forget about the preparation, the organising referees and organising programmes and organising sort of after-match food and stuff like that. And it's, it's a thankful task, do you know what I mean, sometimes. Then on from there, you obviously moved on to, to Gala. What was your experience at Gala like? It was good. Yeah, again, Borders Club. I don't know how I always seem to attract these clubs miles away from the house, <laughs> but <laughs> anything for a game of football, I suppose, Chris. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going there, took a bit of pelters for some of the Selkirk boys, going for Selkirk to Gala, but that is what it is. Uh, and I enjoyed it there as well. was there for a couple of years again, and then things just didn't really work out. 
from the new management came in, um, brought their own boys and stuff in. And I was I sort of found myself on the sidelines, not really playing as much. Um, and I thought to myself, I'm travelling all the way down here three times a week. I, I, I kind of want to be playing football. So yeah. ended up leaving there on good terms. And then that sort of ended up leading me to Stirling. What was your experience like at Shire? I mean, we, we get on quite well with, with, with Shire. You know, obviously, the guys there and a, a great club. But I know they did have a sort of different outlook this season and brought a, a lot of new guys and new faces in. Yeah, yeah. Shire was brilliant. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Out of all the clubs in the Lowland League, I'd definitely say it's, it's the most professional I've, I've sort of ever felt. I don't know if that's just because they've, they've obviously had experience playing League Two um, and then obviously in the professional leagues as well. But no, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Great facilities, obviously playing at the Falkirk Stadium, training there and stuff as well. A lot of, yeah, again, a lot of good guys involved with the club. I got on really well with Derek here and, and obviously Andy Rogers and stuff being the assistant. And we had, a, we had a really, really good squad last season. And I think we've probably under underperformed to a certain extent, just never picked up a, enough points. But I think in the next couple of years, they, des- they deserve it. They deserve to go up into the leagues again. And I, I personally hope that, that they do manage to do it because it's a great club. Yeah. And uh, sort of moving on to where we are now, obviously, Fraser, you, you went to Dunbar United, saying East of Scotland Premier, but probably, no disrespect to Dunbar, but... I think they're doing quite well, considering. I mean, they're, they're not like the bottom of the league. I think they're sort of just above it on the 11th. Pretty much touching the table. Yeah. Is, is that good for Dunbar? It is good, yeah. Jeff Jones, the manager, he tried to get me the year. I, I saw of VCN, um, and he was, he, was, he, was, he was at me to sign again at the, at the end of this season when I left East Stirling. Um, and I'm glad I've done it. Really nice people involved. Good squad. What I'm led to believe, it's... Dunbar's probably got one of the, the lowest budgets in that league. But we've done well this year. We've done really, really well this year. Um, I think as, as the results stand and stuff, if the season is to come to an end, I think we'd be, we'd be pretty secure, pretty safe. But it's a tough league, that, Chris. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever played in East of Scotland. Obviously, I've, I've only really ever played in the Lowland League. Um, so coming down to, to the East of Scotland, I was kind of unfamiliar with a lot of the teams and a lot of the grounds and stuff. But I've, I've I found it just as competitive as, as what the Lowland League is. Yeah, yeah, and and that's what I mean. I don't really know too much about Dunbar Fraser, uh, but you know, I could I could only imagine, obviously, compared to like uh, some of the you know the Bonest, the Lufkos. Yeah, um, I must it must be tough for for Dunbar, eh? So it is, but we've had we've had a good squad this year, and the feeling that I sort of got when I first went in there, it's it's a squad that I've sort of been assembled for a couple of years, so they all know each other really really well, and I think what worked in our favour this year is that. There was there was good teamwork. A lot of the boys fought hard for each other, and it's you know what you you kind of enjoy going to your places like Bonest and then Lithgow because most games this season we sort of went in as underdogs, um, so that, there's not really much expected of us. And I think we went to we went to Dundonald a couple of months back. We ended up beating them. We beat Hilly Beef away from home, which was a tough one. So um, aye, we've 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 done well. We've done well. Good mate. Is there anyone sort of that you've played played with or played against that uh, deserves a wee shout out this season in the East of Scotland? Probably the one of the the better footballing teams I played against this year was Caneland. Uh, I was really 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 impressed with them. Played Pennycook as well actually at the start of the season. They turned us over four 0 They were they were a good side. Do you know what? There's individually there's a lot of good players in each team. Obviously, you look at your your teams that are at the top. Bonus, they've, they've got a lot of decent players, and I, I think I think every team's got their got their starlets as such. Eh? I've seen uh, I've seen your team for the Lowland League, um, and obviously it's, it's helped obviously me as well because there's been a lot of games on a Friday night, which is good. So 
I've been meeting up with sort of ex-teammates and stuff like that to take in a couple of games. And uh, I think you, you got your, your top 11 pretty spot on, I'd say. Yeah, cheers, mate. I appreciate that. One of my, uh, one of my best mates is, is Scott Linton, and, and he made a wee appearance in it. So I think he was pretty chuffed with that. Uh, I got I got pellers, mate, because I never played Jonathan Brown, who had, to be honest, he was equally as good as Scott Linton, but I think Scott Linton in terms of, I think he had better stats in terms of goals and stuff. So If it wasn't for all his penalties, he probably would have found himself on the bench, I think. <laughs> it was, uh, between, the, the, the left back was definitely a tough one, but Jonathan Brown, uh, I think if I was, if I was my team, basically, I think they'd probably get swapped in and out. Basically, I would. I would ah, say. he's a decent player as well. Actually, I went through my um, week cousin. He's he's been playing for Bonnie Rig Rose. Actually, um, he just signed his his first contract for for the senior team for next season. Um, so you'll probably come across his name. So I went through to watch. He was on the bench. They played BSC Glasgow. I don't know if you were at that game. Through an Alloa, uh, Bonnie Rig ended up winning three two in the last minute. It was some game. And the, the boy Jonathan Brown, he had, he had a great game that game, actually. I've been asking guys this about, obviously, the West of Scotland, but I do believe the South Challenge Cup, or I have heard the South Challenge Cup will be mandatory for all non-league teams next season. So, are you looking forward to playing some of the West of Scotland teams? Ah, that'd be good. I always used to hate going through the West of Scotland when I was younger, actually. It always used to be a bit of a battle. I'm talking when I was like 10, 11, 12, and used to play in the Scottish Cup and stuff like that. You always used to go through to some of these places and say, oh my God, look look at the pitch I'm playing on today. But I'm guessing it's obviously advanced in the sense of facilities and stuff nowadays with the senior clubs and stuff. So, no, it'll be good. I've, I've, I recognise some of the names from um, from the applicants that have now joined that West of Scotland League. So, ah, I'm sure there'll be a, a couple of feisty games involved. Like, it should be good. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's 100% certain, but I did, uh, well, I was told about that, that, I think that's going to be the case next season, which would be great because it'd be like a non-league Scottish Cup. It would be fantastic. Ah, uh, it'd be brilliant. It'd be really, really good. It would bring obviously a lot more attendances and stuff because I'm led to believe the West of Scotland teams they've, they've got quite a lot of big fan bases. A lot of the clubs there. Have you got any thoughts on you know the East of Scotland? I know they're going to be making a decision. I don't think it really affects Dunbar too much, but have you got any opinions on what should happen? From when it sort of first started happening, Chris, I've I've always been a believer that I think the game should be finished or be played to a finish and, and finish sort of the remaining league matches and stuff that are in place. However, if that's not possible, um, then uh, it is what it is. The Jeff Jones, the manager at our club at the moment, he's sort of been keeping the boys in the loop with everything that's going on. So I think if clubs were to get relegated, I think we'd be safe, and that that's that's massive for for a club like Dunbar. But no, nah, do you know what? I think everybody, football fans, you just got to take each day as it comes and just hope that it's it's resolved in the best fashionable way. Yeah, yeah brilliant, mate. And we touched on your business and that, mate. Is there any sort of plugs you want to put in for uh, for your for your business, mate? I think a lot of people sort of maybe follow me on my social media and stuff, and. For people listening, I am uh, I'm located in Edinburgh, doing barbers at the West End, male haircuts. And yeah, anybody that wants to get involved, my social media is, is just my name, just Fraser Neve. And I'd more than happy welcome you to the shop and, and get a good experience with you. Brilliant, mate. And I, I think you will be busy, like we've said. Uh, so you, you might be having them queuing at the door, I think. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I think I'll be 12 hour days, seven days a week when I go back, which... Uh, Oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into a routine and stuff like that. I love my family, but there's only so much you've done that you can take the day to day, I think. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, it's good to, to keep keep myself busy and keep you guys busy. Time, Brian, mate, it's been a pleasure. Keep safe and, and all the best, pal, all right? You too. Keep on doing what you're doing. It's, uh, 
it's brilliant. Keeps us all motivated and interested and something to listen to and keep ourselves busy over this time. Eh? Uh, speak soon, mate, and all the best. Stay safe, and I'll uh, hopefully catch up with you.